The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. There are five days in a week and there are five shows in the week, but you have picked the day to listen on a Friday. Welcome to Roll Call Friday, Friday. boys and girls. The Bostonian versus the book, Dave Sherapan's wonderful creation, where you guys get to get called out. If you're in the Discord channel, if you are in our live chat, we go and find you. We say thank you for watching what is known as the Bostonian versus the book. Matt Peralt, Dave Sherapin. Happy Friday, Dave. How are you? You know how I am. <laughs> you know. Yes, I do. All right. Farrah knows. And now the brigade knows. I'm fired up. And um, we'll get to some things. Somehow this Boston Pittsburgh connection <laughs> is still it's affecting everything. Do you know what they're calling the Patriots now? No. The New England Nittany Lions. <laughs> oh, I, I, I I can't explain anything that goes. <sighs> two, we've anything. got McSorley. We picked up McSorley. We've got Gesicki. We got all these Penn State guys now in the Patriots. <laughs> It worked out yeah. okay in the past. You always get the good ones. Um, what was that receiver's name that played lacrosse? That is it? Uh, oh, I, I oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Put Shucks, it in the chat. Yes. You I guys, I yes. can't remember his name off the top of my head because yes, you didn't put nothing to do with the Patriots in the rundown, and you hit me in the first thirty <laughs> seconds with a Patriots question. I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Forget. Talking to some people. Guys, welcome to the show on Friday. It's a special show every day, but Friday is Roll Call Friday. And we will get to that at about 11.15. Chris Hogan. Show. There it is. There what you is go. It? Nice Hogan. job, Chris Hogan. Yes. Chris Hogan. Thank you. Yes. That was Chris, Chris Hogan. Hogan. Yes, the lacrosse <laughs> player for the played wide receiver that somehow he probably got a ring. Everybody got a ring, I think, at some he point. He did get a ring. Yeah, everybody. I think he did. Yeah, he did. You just, it's like you just like graduating high school. When you get to Jostens, <laughs> everybody gets a ring. Yep. You go to New England, and at some point, if you stay around long enough, you get a you damn get a ring. ring. Yeah. Some, but we can't get a ring. Not here. We have no value. But that's all right. We'll, we'll work <laughs> on that. We got to have value. You got to have value to get a ring. Maybe. <laughs> can't even get a phone call. They just throw those emails. Never mind. Roll call Friday. You know what you got to do if you're here. Yes. First things first, it's the it's the area code shout out. We're going to uh -huh. do this every Friday. We got people listening all over. Apparently, we're going to go to England and discuss something here. Two stories. Two stories. Yes. It's, it's, it's crazy. But if you're in England, I don't know the area codes over there. So oh, you got to put where your town is that you're in England watching or listening. Oh. Thank you. But put your roll call where you're at right now watching the show in the chat and let this thing flow and represent. We appreciate you guys being here. Hit the Does like Pittsburgh button. have a sister city in England? Do you know? 
you're asking me these thoughts. I don't know. Do you want me to Google it? Be distracted. No, I just, I'm just curious. Sometimes, no, because Andover has we we have an, a sister city in Andover, England. So there's you know a lot of times that's where all the names came from. We talked about this before. All the team, all the names in the in the Northeast came from England, came right? In the UK, so they right. have sister cities over there that they you know there, do weird things together with. There is a sister city for Pittsburgh. Now that you said it, I just can't gotta remember be, yeah. what it is. Right. So a lot of place with be. a lot of bridges. Pittsburgh has the most bridges in the United City with the most bridges in the United States, apparently. But tell Dave, <laughs> Dave, tell, me tell what? Matt, Dave, tell Matt if Otani goes to the Red Sox, that is the same situation as he's in being in right now. Jay Park's been going back and forth with me on the Discord channel for literally because Otani posted something on his social media for the dawn of Boston with the skyline of Boston with nothing underneath it. You just posted it. So all Patriot fans, everybody is really looking at this. Red Sox fans, you know, baseball. They're in Boston. I know, but it's like that's hmm, all maybe, it meant. Maybe he likes it here. <laughs> maybe he likes it in Boston. Maybe People he thinks. It, maybe he thinks he might want to stay in Boston. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. So he's saying that the Angels and the Red Sox are the same, which I find to be laughable. But okay, you Glasgow. Thank you, Sonic Glasgow. Sonic's oh. one of our fact checkers in the in the chat every day. Glasgow, England is the sister station of sister city of Pittsburgh. That's wow. Listen, I believe when Sonic comes in the chat and I says agree. something, I believe it. The guy does agree. his work. He's here. He's one of the <laughs> England is a Midwest country. What? England is a Midwest country. Oh, here we go with the Midwest, <laughs> Mid Atlantic. Well, speaking of stay on England, let's just start here because I just have to get your take on this because I yeah. found this to be so perplexing today. So, Dave Portnoy of Barstool is in Europe, right? He posted a video about the fact that nobody eats lunch in Europe. And so he goes at 12 noon, which is right. lunchtime in America, yeah. to go eat, and no one's open, they're all closed. And so this guy tweets our friend who Alan over in England, you can't touch his tweets. So I can't use I his. Can. I, he follows me. So I, can I see, see it too. No, we tweets. can see yeah. it. I can't clip it. I can't copy it. And no. it's to to go on the screen. Locked. No, yeah, it's, it's all locked. locked. He locked yeah. his tweets. So you can't see his tweets. Alan, if you're watching the show, unlock the tweets. Come on, Please. play with us. Come on, have fun. So he writes basically something to the effect of like, I never understood why people when I was in California would go eat lunch at 11 a.m. And then this guy writes, he's obviously showing up at noon, three hours before anyone over four years old has lunch. But he can't find a coffee in Italy. He's probably trying to buy lunch in a, in a shoe shop. But wait, you're telling me that people in Europe, like I, I need Zach the Hat to confirm this. People in England eat lunch at 3 p.m.? Everything's a little bit later. Everything runs a little bit later, slower. Like, I mean, when I lived in Curacao, He's saying everybody closed. three hours before a four-year-old, th 3 p.m. Wait a minute. How is this even physically possible to eat lunch? It's not lunch anymore. It's the end of the day. For senior citizens, it's dinner. Right. Early bird dinner. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? This perplexed me. I, I can't figure this out. So you're telling me that if you eat lunch at 11 a.m., that's weird. But eating lunch at 3 p.m., that's okay. What time do you eat dinner? Nine? Well, if you eat lunch at 11 a.m., P-Roll, yeah. what the hell time do you eat breakfast? Or do you eat breakfast at all? Some people skip breakfast. Well, so, But, I mean, when I get up to go to the gym, like um, for like on days I drop Madeline off at school at 7, I often will go to the gym before the show 
Yeah. I, I won't eat lunch. I, I won't eat breakfast. I'll eat something fast after before the show. Right. And then I'll eat lunch around like, I don't know, whenever you get done, 1230 or so. Okay. Like, that's not abnormal. That's a normal person, you know, light breakfast, eat lunch. 11 to 2, that window in America, that's lunch. That's midday. 3 p.m.? I've never heard of this before. This is crazy to me. I know this. When I graduated school, I went back to Pittsburgh and worked at my dad's store, downtown Pittsburgh, where all the offices were. Our lunch rush started at 1130. Right. And people came and did their shopping or picked up lunch on the way and then came to our store, got their things, maybe hung out, watched a little TV, whatever they were doing. And then by two o'clock is when we could all go eat lunch because we had to have all hands on deck well, right, yeah, right. in the yeah, store between right. 1130 and two. That is the lunchtime window, at least on the East Coast. Well, in the anywhere here too, anywhere, whatever. Is I mean, 11 a.m. If you get up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And you go to work at 7.30, lunchtime is 11 a.m. You're, you're, you're done at 3. You're done at 3.30. Right. You go if home. If you have like, eight-hour workdays, that's a whole other thing. He's, this world's changing so quickly that, you know, is it eight hours anymore? Can you do it in six? Can you do it at home? What the hell's going on? Who knows? But I was surprised. I mean, when you sent the video, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know. You eat when you're hungry. Well, that too, but you expect places to be open around lunchtime. So I, again, I, not so much of Portnor's video of him going over in Italy. It's more of Alan's reaction <laughs> to the fact that people in, in California are weird because they eat lunch at 11, at 11 a.m. And then his friend in England saying that basically only children eat lunch at noon. Children, like, like only a four-year-old eats at noon for lunch? I don't understand this. this I don't very, understand. This is either. very strange. What I also don't understand is what the hell Columbus did last night. <laughs> what were they doing? Why did this make the top of the rundown? Because this is the craziest story of the day. It's like, a game they had to lose. Yeah. They had to lose. They had no choice but to just let Pittsburgh win. Damn it. And they beat Pittsburgh in overtime. <sighs> they got two points. Yeah, they did. One point, one point would have been bad enough. They got the extra one for good measure. I I sent the video in for the Penguins pregame. I did Penguins in regulation. They couldn't oh. lose in regulation to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Why would they lose? Right. Why would Columbus? I mean, they were Play competitive. Hard. They were playing that game like it was a playoff game. And I don't know. I mean, the Penguins were trying. It was just, it was frustrating. I was watching it. And then I'm like, they had 18 chances at the beginning of overtime. The Penguins. Wow. Like, bam, 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 passing a puck around. Save, 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 save. The first two and a half minutes, the Penguins controlled the puck in the Columbus zone. And then, boom, there's one outlet pass. Johnny Goudreau gets a breakaway, turns Jory into a pretzel scores and everybody in the probably front office went, Oh no. <laughs> what did we just do? You think call down to the coach and just be like, yo man, like you had one job. Like you just, you just need to just, we got to play tomorrow. We're going to lose tomorrow. You know, we're losing tomorrow. It's the last home game of the year. Just tell the guys like, 
double shift the fourth line, like all game long, like just don't play anybody who potentially could score like legitimately tank, like straight up tank. You were this bad all year long. And when you need to be bad, you're good. All of a sudden decide to win. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the Blackhawks did the same thing. The Blackhawks kept on winning too. So they've got 59 points. The ducks now, end the year as long as we've got one game left with Nashville and Colorado and we got one game left with Columbus if Columbus wins today it doesn't really matter but if they win today it'll hurt their chances even more but the Ducks have the number one pick yep have the have the most chances yeah 25 percent chance chance. one in four shot of getting Connor Bedard which again is a much better place for him than Columbus Ohio you know, Almost what like it was collusion. Me last night was actually really interesting that everybody that doesn't make the playoffs gets a chance. Right. What kind of conspiracy theories will come out if Penguins get the first pick? They're not getting the first pick. I don't think the team, I don't think hockey, again, I think they'd rather have him be in Canada. Transition gonna... right from Crosby and Bedard play together a year or two and then. Sid no. rides off into the sunset and Bedard no. takes right over because it went past from Lemieux to to Crosby. Yeah. That'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Why? Yeah. The league, the league would rather, because he's a much better star. He's a much bigger star in Canada. Having him play hockey in so Canada was is a much Sid. What? So was Lemieux. So was Sid. So yeah, was but Lemieux. it's different now because you've got you've got more people in America, more teams in America. You need the cup needs to go to Canada at some point in the near, in the next 10 years, you got to figure out a way. And maybe McDavid's the one that gets it done in Edmonton. But if you were going to, if you were going to fake it, if you were going to, I would put him in Montreal. If I was going to conspiracy theorist it, oh my. I, I, I'd put him on the Canadians oh, to watch him just go and revitalize. I mean, you were talking about a franchise that needs to be revitalized. That's the franchise that needs to be revitalized. That's a big moneymaker. That's the New York Yankees of the NHL who have sucked for a long time now. You know, the city of Montreal today, April 14th, Mm. 1969, was their first major league baseball game for the Montreal Expos today. There's tremendous video on Baseball Be Smile um, posting it. It doesn't even look like a major league park. And like they had such a run. And then it's gone. Yeah, it wasn't a major league park. It left. It, it wasn't. Really wasn't really it, was the, it was after the Olympics, right? They built it for the Olympics. Well, that right. Olympic stadium they did, but they played at a place called Jari Park. It looked like a place like in Summerlin. Wow. There was a swimming pool behind it. It was a rec center. They built a base. It was a baseball field. Wow. Chain link fence in the outfield. It was unbelievable. Wow. We've played on nicer fields with the kids. I couldn't Yikes. believe it. Yeah, the video is amazing, but... Montreal would be interesting. I, I don't know. I this. I mean, Anaheim's. If they get the number one pick, it's obvious they're taking them. But it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? To be in Southern California, it's not. Good no, for no, Bonnie. It would be bad. Oh no, it's good for it's good for the NHL considering the size of the media market. I mean, look, if the Kings and the Ducks actually became rivals, that would be great. That's great for hockey. I mean, they are rivals there. They're not rivals to you or to. You know, people on the East Coast, Not, but Anaheim has been horrible for so long. They 
they were very competitive for a while. Then they went Disney and did the movie and all that other. I don't know. So and put the Kings won a Stanley Cup not that long yes. ago. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's a typical LA, you know, Dodgers versus Angels situation. Right. So it would it would having him be there is like Otani going to the Angels. Yeah. You're putting Bedard on the Ducks. I don't mind it. I mean, we'll see him a lot here in Vegas. It'll be good. It'll be it'll be fun to have them come on over and be a part of it. I like that. We can go over there and watch Hawk. I mean, I love to have Bedard there, especially if he's as good as advertised. Let's see what he can do. So right. numbers wise, he's right there with where McDavid was and you know, right there with some of the real Sidney Crosby. I, I mean, work. guys coming in with more hype than anybody in a long time. Only because what McDavid did so fast. Right. You know, well, I mean, so what year is the numbers are David in the league? Three, right? Or is it four? Oh, this is, this is what? Your number six for McDavid in the league, I think. Somebody check how many years Connor McDavid has been in the NHL. Six years. Yeah. Really? It's going fast, man. Yeah. He's been in the league six years. Gorov He's, just came in and said Anaheim is in LA. But it's definitely not. There's no, no of course not. But that. but neither is where the Angels are. So I mean it's oh. uh Connor Bedard. He is no. a plea. Connor McDavid. Sorry, Connor McDavid, sorry. Connor McDavid. Um He's played in 569 games so far in his career. So he's been in the league. Wow, he's been in the league since 2015. How about that? Yeah, More than we thought. Number, this is your number seven or eight, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is year eight. This is year eight. My eight. gosh. Right. Wow, I thought it was like one West Conference final. I thought it was like four. You put a gun in my head, I would say it was like four or five. I mean, five would have been my absolute max, not eight. Lemieux and the Penguins didn't win the cup until their seventh year. Michael Jordan didn't win an NBA title until his seventh year. I mean, you get the feeling like Edmonton is this is their time. They they got a goalie they trust, and you know, they've gone through the pain. They were really bad with the number one up and coming star. They got Skinner's better. Skinner's played well. Skinner's they, played well. They, yeah, they've surrounded him with, mm. you know, Dreisaitl's a top player in the league. Like, it's Edmonton's time. So, yes, if the Cup's going to go back to Canada, it's with them and not with, with – uh, <laughs> Montreal or everybody else. The nah. the Leafs fall in the spring. Spring, yeah, well, it's yeah, coming. It's, it's coming. Yeah. So, John Henry this morning did oh, the entourage – Walk into the boardroom and just go the get the fuck out. <laughs> you were he the first cleaned, one to swear today. He cleaned that? house. Told everybody. John Henry and the Fenway Sports Group walked in and just literally took the paintball gun and went ding, 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 and got rid of everybody. Are you happy about this? Because the responses to the Penguin fans with Ron Hextall getting fired were like fireworks going off. They were so happy. I know. I don't, I don't celebrate people getting fired. I never did. I hate this time of year when it happens postseason. I can't stand that day after the NFL regular season when people do shows simply on how many coaches are going to get fired. Like I had a day. very dear friend who used to come in the book and go the day before the last day of the NFL season and say, My over under seven. I'm like, <laughs> seven what? And he goes, Coach, go, coach is fired tomorrow. I'm like, I don't care. He's like, what do you think of my number? I'm like, I don't care. That's mean. You know, I mean, but he used to do it every year. And I mean, you sent me the text. It was so funny because I was on with Moose and Fenstie today. It was with Fantasy Alarm and filled it. 
And I go, oh, no. I looked down at my phone. He goes, what? I said, the Penguins just fired everybody. Because <laughs> they asked me what happened last night yeah, and what happened right. with the Blackhawks earlier in the week. And I was, but Mike Sullivan kept his job. For now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. He, okay. He, he didn't, he, you know, they're going to get somebody to come in, right? Like, this is an awkward relationship. Kind of like. Director director of hockey operations fired. General manager fired. Assistant GM fired. <laughs> I mean, John Henry just went in there and was like, "You're all out. Goodbye." And yet the the, the fans are like, "Wait, Mike Sullivan's staying?" So yeah. maybe you're right. New GM comes in, and then Mike Sullivan gets fired. New GM comes in, and they go to lunch, right? And hey, ha, comes back. What do you think? Goes. Is this going to go? Are we going to go? Um, well, what are you going to do? Well, um, what do you think we should do? And then you leave lunch and you call upstairs as the GM and go, it ain't going to work. And then he'll right. go. Or you have lunch and you go, all right, we could do this. Let's try this together. Let's do another year or two or let's think and keep them. The problem with changing the coach is who do you replace them with? That's always the issue, right? Like right. Yeah. to me, it's easy to say to fire the coach, who are you bringing in? Because sometimes well, new, it gets worse, no? No, true. But the new GM may have somebody in tow. That's the problem. <laughs> right? The new GM may come in and be like, I got, I already got my guy. I already know who I'm bringing over. Right. So, you know, whoever it might be, I'm bringing this guy with me. So this is who, you know, it's a package deal. So then the team, the GM makes the call. Ownership doesn't look like they're meddling. And the new GM comes in and fires. But, I mean, that's a lot of turmoil for one of the marquee franchises in the NHL to blow out this many guys this morning. And how is it possible that they own the Red Sox and we do a show called Bostonian <laughs> versus the book? Like and they, I own feel like they own Liverpool too. They don't just own the Red Sox. Well, good. They're taking them out too. They're, they're, they they're, they're messing that up. Liverpool fans hate John Henry. Oh my gosh. They hate Who him. Who likes him? Red Sox fans are, are very much meh on him. I mean, they are, some hate him. Some people are, okay, you won four rings, but yeah, I mean, his success comes from quasi doing okay in NASCAR, getting LeBron James to invest in them, and winning four championships with the Red Sox. That's and you could say how much of that was Theo Epstein, how much of that was previous, you know, people in the farm system and in you know hiring guys that came in. Dom Dombrowski or Dave Dombrowski is now like everyone hates him, but he won a championship. And I was like, guys. Boston's about championships. He sacrificed the whole farm system to win a championship in 2018. Yep. You would have signed up for that every single time. That's what you do in pro sports. Sacrifice what you got. Use your assets. It just feels like sometimes it's never enough for the fans. Like that's never. No, never. That's why being a, that's why it sucks being a coach in the pro sports. You never, they're never happy. They're you have to win everything all the time and do it every, not just win now, but win in the future. You gotta win all the time. Can't just have, you know, a great run, then you're out. I mean, Mike Sullivan might be out. I mean, Mike Sullivan had a hell of a run with the Penguins. He might be out. RS in the chat just came in and said, Pittsburgh needs a complete rebuild. Is that Maybe. possible? Maybe. I told you that a couple of days ago. You told me I was crazy. You both in, and we were talking to, who were we talking to? Who were we talking to? Damashek. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, are, you know, could you see, Crosby, Malkin, the whole thing get redone. And I think it's possible. This is what John Henry would do. John Henry would trade away 
all the big stars to burn it down to rebuild. I mean, they waited too long in Chicago. They kept Taze and Kane and everybody together, and then it just it just got worse and worse. But they kept the, that actual you know top players core together and right, and couldn't then last, build the pieces around them. And they send off last night, and then yeah. the, Patrick Kane gets traded to the Rangers. Right, that's the way these things end. Oh man, it's unbelievable. I'm just saying it could happen. I I, I could see it because I know John Henry's track record. I could see him making some pretty difficult decisions. And just, you know, explaining how much Crosby could bring back to help the franchise. Oh, geez. Brian Opica. Opica just came in and said, hire Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Belichick coaching on an HL bench? <laughs> I don't know. He, he may want to get away from Robert pretty soon. That 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 <laughs> that relationship is is heading towards a, a divorce as well. Oh. That's not good. That's not going oh. anyway. So we just have to put a um a complete juxtaposition yin to the yang to this. So while your Penguins are firing everyone, the Bruins went sixty won sixty five games in an eighty two game season. I think my earpiece is not working. <laughs> this is like just we have to just take a step back, whether they win the cup oh or not. God, sixty-five wins in eighty-two games. There was only seventeen games played this season where the Boston Bruins did not win in professional hockey. Ugh. Is this this is a serious question now? Is this because the Bruins are the best team regular season wise ever? Or was the NHL down this year in one good team dominated? No, it's not two. So I mean, they're that good. They didn't get hurt. They got two goalies. There's no drop off, minimal drop off between the two. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on the same page. When you see any team, let alone organization or just business where everybody buys in. Mm -hmm. You make your own luck. You put yourself in a position to be successful and they win. Like they should have lost last night. That's a game that most teams would have lost. Right. It's a meaningless game. God, it's they, they kept on going down. Montreal was leading two to one. Bruins tied it three to two Bruins. Montreal ties it three, three, yeah. four to three Bruins. Montreal ties it four, yeah. four. It's right. like they wanted that game. Most teams in game 82 with the number one seed by 25 bleeping points is going to go. You can have it. Eh. We're not going to, we're not going to kill ourselves. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Bruins go and win the game five, four. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And it, I wish it wasn't my team because if it was, wasn't my team, I would have bet them so much more heavily than right. I did this season. Well, you, cause you know, <laughs> you know, how this is going to end, right? Uh, I don't know how it's going to end. I mean, I think the Bruins got a very favorable matchup in the Florida Panthers. So I'm very happy that Florida is the first matchup, right? Because the Islanders, the Islanders have two goaltenders. To me, it always comes down to goaltending in the postseason. So like people are throwing the stats at me, like the the Penguins went to, no, sorry, the, the, the Panthers went two and two against the Bruins this year. The Bruins went three and zero against the Islanders. I don't care about the regular season in the playoffs. I care about goaltending and there are, I like Alex Lyon, but he's totally unproven and Bobrovsky's a piece of Swiss cheese. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good with Bobrovsky and net against the Bruins. Like give me Bob all day long because 
the Panthers aren't scoring five goals a game against the Bruins. So, and Bob's given up three minimum every game. Miami, he's coming for you. People down in the down in the uh, the south. They don't even care. Miami doesn't care. They don't even care. They're bad. My gosh, there's there's less hockey fans in South Florida than there are in Tampa. I mean, it's it's like come off of it. Like there's actual. Look at. I thought they were a heat market. How many fans are going to be in the stands tonight for the must-win elimination game in the Miami Heat tonight? Let me, let me. They, there were wide open full sections empty in the game in the first playing game. What the fuck's the second plan going to be? I mean, even worse, it's a Friday night in Miami. Where do you want to go? The heat game or South Beach? They're going out. They're not going to go to the heat game. South Beach minus 500. Right? <laughs> like it's not even a question. Just, so all of a sudden they're going to be like, zero. do you know how many Bruins fans are going to be in the stands for game three and four of that series? It's going to be like, hey, I wouldn't say half. It's going to be like, like a fourth of the building we Bruins fans. Oh, God. The whole nice advantage is going to be z- almost zero in my mind in Miami. <laughs> Bruins fans will invade in Boston. People just migrate there. They retire to Miami. Oh. So, they're gonna, so they're, they're going to be in there. I mean, it's going to be such. Yeah. <laughs> if this is not a gentleman sweep, I'd be stunned. Okay. 4-1, maybe they get one. Bruins have won eight games in a row. For them to sweep is not a crazy thought. <laughs> it's just not. Monday, Monday, Wednesday, game one, game two, two nothing. This thing could be done by Saturday. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Pack I it mean, up and roll. What's the series price right now? Uh, Minus 320? Well, at DraftKings, we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. The, the differences in series prices, dramatic. That's later in the rundown. I jumped the gun yeah. there. Sorry. But there, there's so oh. many different prices if you're shopping around. Yeah. The first round, uh, I mean, it's I saw minus 245 for the Bruins at Boyd. Minus 320 at DraftKings. Oh, what? <laughs> right? Just a massive difference in price. They're moving right now. Literally, I don't know what I seriously, if there's, if you guys are in a room somewhere, I mean, reach out, you know, or, or, or put us on in a room and let us know you're watching it. Just get in the chat, say hello. I'll shout you out on roll call Friday, whatever you got to do, but it's minus, listen, it's minus 300 everywhere. Okay. Minus 315, uh, down South. Another one has minus 290, minus 280 at Circa. Oh. Uh, Did know, FanDuel put up? I want yard. I want the Bruins. Could they can't lose? That would be no. They, who to Florida? No, that ain't happening. But they could lose. They could lose. The oh. series price. It did, did, I want to see if they, if they did it or not. Did they do the sweep? No. Win game one and win the series. Oh, parlay. Those are oh, there. It is minus Bruins to win game one to win the series is minus one twenty. How the hell are we not hammering that? Minus one twenty. How is that not something that we absolutely? So, I mean, just get a parlay calculator right now because their game one price is minus. Let's just round it up and say two twenty. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, minus. Put in minus two ten. Okay, and then put in the series price as minus three hundred. What does that pay? Two, 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 two game parlay, three hundred. Um, 
That is. You figure out a parlay calculator. It's not, it's it's minus one hundred five. Okay, so minus one twenty is no real bargain, but it still locks you in at a price that you will not exist. Yeah, it's minus one hundred four and a half, so it's minus one hundred five. Okay. So that's what the true price is if you parlay the two items together. And if you make it 220, it comes out to minus 115. So it's right around there. If you like Boston in game one, you owe yourself a, a, a bet to put that in. That, that that has to be a bet. I'm going to just, I didn't mean to jump the gun with the no. series but, price discussion. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. If you want to go insane and say Florida wins game one and the Bruins win the, the series, it's plus 360. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not. Would this be that. a bigger upset than like when, when Tampa, did Tampa lose to Columbus? Was it Tampa that was the number one seed and they have a gigantic favorite? Columbus ended up winning the series like three or four years ago. Um, I don't know. It was a gigantic win for us in the book. I remember it was crazy. And there wasn't no bets on the on the dog. Like this is what it'd be one of those ones. Right. The only bets you're taking yep. prior to the series are on the Bruins. Right. And then if they win game one, you don't you just you sit and wait and hope they win a game to maybe take a bet. Jay Park says watch Alex Lyon become the second coming of Patrick Waugh. Uh, look, I don't even know if if the Panthers are gonna play Alex Lyon. So I, I'd be very curious. I think he has to start. <laughs> I, mean, I think he does too, but it's an unproven goaltender. Tampa got I don't swept think- by Columbus. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. As Alex Tampa Lyon won ever- game one, I'm sorry, then lost four in a row. Thanks, Sebash. Sebastian Anthony. We got a lot of good guys in this chat, man. We Alex Lyon was playing for the in the Flyers organization. This kid's never played in a playoff game in his life. Oh boy. Now he he's 30, started Boston. <laughs> he's 30 years old, okay? Okay. Louis Domingue, he, not the he's, best. He's 30, okay? Yeah. He's playing with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, then played That's 11 a hell games of an organization, Lehigh Valley. 11 games with the Flyers in 2017-18, two games with the Flyers in 2018-2019, then played three games with the Flyers in 2019-2020, right? Six games with the Flyers in Uh 2020-2021, last year, two games with the Hurricanes, and this year, 15 games with the Panthers. This guy is the literal definition of a journeyman goaltender who got hot at the end of the year, and now you're going to tell me he's going to start game one in Boston? No, he's not. Right? No, he's not. So then, what do you do? You start. You start Bobrovsky. You have to, I think. Oh nope. my! I, okay, enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, that is you're asking for it. I, I, if Bobrovsky is starting, Bruins game oh. one win and Bruins win the series is an automatic play. Minus one twenty. That's automatic not, play. That really is not bad. <laughs> that is an automatic bet. I was waiting for it last night. I was like, let's see when they put it up, and now they put it up. I mean, Bobrovsky's got a. Goals against average of over three. I mean, in his, get this, in his last three games, Bobrovsky gave up four, four, and five goals. It's not really playoff type (laughs) goaltending, just saying. On the road at Boston. Yep. I mean, he's got the pedigree. I'm not going to deny that. But good luck. Good luck. In in the game against the Boston Bruins, he's played one game this year against Boston, gave up four goals. 
seems to be the uh, Boston team total over. <laughs> right. If he plays. He's a prov- oh, yeah. This 30, he's a 34 year old. Oh, man. So, oh, you know, it's a Bob comeback season. Maybe. Okay. Look, it's kind of like Vasilevsky, right? These are guys who have turned back the hands of time before. But it also is what's in front of him as a part of the problem. The Bruins puck movements and the the way the Bruins have played. Yeah. Shane says that Bruins bet is legit. I agree, Shane. I agree. That Bruins bet is legit. Is a legit bet to go ahead and make. 11-17. Let's run some names. Go ahead. Yep. Um, All right. Let's start it with this here. We got Whitrock. TPR just. TPR, you with me? Question mark. There's a lot of things working there. TPR, but good to see you. Pierre Chevalier up in Ottawa in the 613. PB down in Venice, Florida. I don't know the area code there, but thank you for being here, sir. Say hello to the wife. Uh, Bromel Camp representing the 319 in Iowa. Christian Hastings in the 317. Thank you, sir. Eron Sean Santana. Matthew Smith. Contour 22. Stevie Mack in the 918. Congratulations on the boys' wedding. Send a picture of you in a nice yeah, do. suit, please, because I don't know what the hell size you would even be, you gigantic mountain of man that Oof. you are. Um, JPC Fourth, he's in the 313 in Detroit. Hash to, uh, underscore the Adam in the 303. BR Bubble 44, Chef Benny. As always, we got Chef Benny posting tickets in the Discord. P Roll, what's the Discord again? BBBShow.com. Thank you, sir. Um, well, I already mentioned Brian Opica, uh, GPA LIK2. I don't even know how to say that, but thank you, sir, for being here. Rob Latfa, Eric Prezano, DJ Hooks out at Atlantic City. I ain't seen you in a little while, DJ. It's Philly Sixer time. I mean, because you ain't got no flyers to talk about, and the Phillies are a damn mess. So <laughs> get the Sixers going there. Uh, John Serrett. JC from KC, award is for you, sir. He's oh. in Cleveland, Ohio, oh. in the 216. We'll talk about them. Monty, Jim Montgomery, John, Bon V, of course, in the 519 in Ontario, but he's an Edmonton Oilers fan. I will get you that hat. We're working on some mm. shit. We've got a lot of shit we're taking care mm. of. Roger Nader, thank you, sir. Senior member of the brigade. James Berger, Trent Junk. Uh, Sonic, I already mentioned. Again, thank you, sir, for all of your work. Jay Park, one of the most active guys here on the Discord. Appreciate you. Frederick Jackson, RS, we already mentioned. Cat McCoe, Vol Fan Dan. I knew you'd like my orange, sir. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I got your thing on the list. You're on the list, too. Uh, D Weezy, uh, Whitrock in the, uh, in the Iowa. Mm. That's it for now. Mikey Awesome. They're, they're coming. Trent Junk is here today. A lot of guys coming just on Fridays, which is fine. We appreciate it. Or they're just watching and they don't post in the chat. And that's fine too. Yeah. But it's fun to post. Like there's nothing you can come in and start and say. And if you do and you don't want to be here, it's fine too. We're okay. But we want to welcome people in. Call me Jared's here. Shane Tuck. Oh, man. This list is just – it's it's hard – you remember when we started doing this, it was like, you know, a few people and it was easy to just, yeah. like, I literally would just write down a bunch Four of names because it yeah. wouldn't move. Like, and right. now this thing moves. B2 bar down. Chris Auto, PSU Auto. We got a lot to talk about, sir, uh, with these with these these playoff series. 
Adam Pyatt, Geota Wap in the 949 in Newport Beach. He's here every Friday. I got to give him credit. J.S. Oh, this must be September 1221. J.S.E.P. 1221. Roll call Friday from the 661. What the hell's the 661? Exactly that. So the chat is a party, a lunchtime party. It is lunchtime, and it is a party. A roll call Friday. Uh, that's phenomenal. We'll go back to some more roll call, some more call outs here a little bit later on. Yes. Back to England, though, speaking to Zach real Please. quick. You yeah. you wanted this story brought back from yesterday. We did this during BVB bonus time, which happens after we say goodbye to Sports Grid. Right. So you guys who are on Sports Grid could hear some of the takes and conversations we're going to have about this. So the Premier League if you has watch agreed. The show. That's the other thing. If you don't, I mean, if you don't watch the show on Sports Grid, then how would you know we're talking about this? Fair. Good point. Yeah. Right. So the Premier League has decided that they're no longer going to take gambling, sports gambling or casino advertising and place it on the jersey anymore. They're dropping it. The reason basically is gambling laws are getting stricter and tighter in England. And this is the Premier League saying, OK, we're going to stop taking this type of advertising, trying to play nice with those people in England and the UK who are looking for more stringent laws and control over the gambling message. Should we be paying attention to this in America? Yes. Yes. I mean, and again, a lot of things in history have happened in England first and they brought them here. A lot of things have been happening here that they dismiss or think, ah, they don't, they don't do that right over there. We know how to do everything. Mm -hmm. I like to say with some of our English friends that are in the business or that are over there now that we're here or vice versa, you have to understand both sides of the story. And sometimes I like to dismiss what they're going on over there because a lot of them came over here with this sports betting stuff and have reinvented the wheel and said, everything we've been doing for a hundred years isn't right. This I agree with. There has to be some, we talked about a lot of stuff yesterday. There's, there used to be a line mm -hmm. that you couldn't, cross there are things happening between the advertising and all this other stuff where you take your marketing dollars that are leading to further problems down the line you see this big pushback going forward in 2023 for responsible gambling responsible gaming a lot of people are saying it's too much too soon too much in your face taking the names off the uniform is a first step do you think we need to pay attention to it here in the United States. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a response on LinkedIn yesterday from somebody who saw our conversation about responsible gaming. And this person works in for a company who's basically he's he's in the problem gambling space. One of his jobs or his company's job is to not just help people who need help from problem gambling, but also help companies, corporations, and leagues navigate this. And He's he's a big believer, just like what you're talking about, is that we have gone way too quickly and we've overloaded the system. And now we have to pull it back because we're setting ourselves up for huge failure in the next couple of years. Because as more and more states come online, everybody thinks it's all roses and chocolate. Like it's just nothing bad. There's no yin to the yang, legalized sports betting. Everything's it's solved. It's all great. Tax revenue is phenomenal. There's not going to be the other side where 
the numbers don't add up and people start losing their houses and people start having real big problems and really nasty stories start to come out of people who get hooked on gambling, who can't get away from it. Look, I'm a big believer in letting adults do adult things. Yes. I'm a big, big believer. I've lived this way. I've talked about this since I was like 19, 20 years old. It's why I was. You were probably doing adult things when you were a youngin, though. Yeah, I was. But I mean, once I turned 18, I mean, I, I, I was open. I've been open about cannabis legalization for a long time. I've been very open about sports gambling legalization for a long time. I mean, there, there are certain things I want prostitution to be legalized. I mean, there's, there's things that I want legal to get it out of the black market, to police it and to protect people who are in the space. But that doesn't mean that I want it to be advertised and put towards my daughter. It doesn't mean I want a 10 year old kid to know exactly how to place a parlay. Like I, I, I don't want those things that we're setting our children up for failure because we're not teaching them the tools to be an adult, to choose and make an adult decision. So I watch it with my brothers. Okay. I watch both my 29 and 26 year old brother. They both have very good jobs. They both have very good income for their age Mm -hmm. and they bet. And I watch them and I'll ask them, Hey, how much did you lose last week? And I'll check in on them. And sometimes they tell me and I say, Hey, and then one of my brothers came to me. I'll, I'll let him, which one name was I have three came to me and say, and said, should I stop? And I said, absolutely stop. Right. Don't do this anymore. He's yeah. like, I, I don't find the same enjoyment of watching a boring game if, unless I have a bet on it. And I said, and that's your first problem that you should listen to that little voice in your head that if you need the extra just to find enjoyment, that's a problem. You need to get away from it for a while. Walk away, maybe forever. Maybe you can't be a gambler. Not wrote, everybody one of these handle. companies slogans is make every moment mean more. Correct. And I get the point they're making because the the research justifies that. I've used those stats to talk about legalization, saying that a game is more enjoyable with $5 on it than not. That's just uh, through everyone's personal experience, anecdotal or not, or survey or not, they truly believe that. And And I agree with that too. It is more enjoyable. It is more interesting. But we're now getting to the point where it's so overloading everyone and the companies aren't making any money. Well, that's so that's the so they're spending, they're spending, they're spending, they're spending, and they're not making any money. So what happens in business, right? People make projections, they make budgets, they go and spend expecting the ROI to be there. And the ROI is not there. And so these companies are all looking around and points bet just did it. Points bets looking around. They're going, um, can we get out, please? Like, uh, can we please like, it's the, first, um, we, it's the first that won't be the last. No, they want out. They, they, they turned down $220 million, but I can't believe they turned it down. Should have taken it. And now they've got, they want 250. They want $300 million, but they are openly telling everybody we are for sale. Come buy us. And right now there's no takers. The hard part about the business is like, this goes for a lot of businesses. Like human beings have basic needs. You got to get food. If you're in the food business, there's always going to be people coming to get food. You're in the medical business. You still always got to go to doctors and dentists and all that other stuff. The other, I think always in business is mortuaries. 
you mm-hmm. just people there's people die every day and well, that's what i mean berkshire hathaway gambling berkshire hathaway is built warren buffett's entire investment strategy is just what you said he wants to invest in things that people will always need right and they'll always need furniture they'll always need food you know they'll, you, they'll always need and you're right people who die though people will always die people will always be born people will always die people always need banks and you don't always need sports books you don't no always need gambling and when you run out of money or you lose enough for some people it's one time oh i'm going to try this i'm going to place a bet oh that sucked i'm not going to do this again or you know you try it three times and you go you know we used to have people come into the book in the weekend they would come in and say hey how do i do this i want to try this great they bet a game friday they would lose they come in saturday talk to me what do you think about this well you can do this 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 or this oh okay let me try this this okay lose Sunday, they'd come in and say, hey, I'm leaving. Hey, do you want to make a bet while you're here? No, I'm good. I'm done. You know, and then it wasn't available when they went back to Omaha, Nebraska. Right. You know, Jacksonville, Florida, or wherever Mm -hmm. they were. Well, now it's available. So you can do it. And now when you watch games over there, you see the book where you can do it at. Hey, what's that? Oh. So removing it, I think, I mean, it's a first step. I mean, we, we don't see any sports books advertising on uniforms here in the United States, but well, you go to whoa, a game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have <laughs> one right here. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's right. We have that's not one true. right here. So that's <laughs> right on every jersey. So we're doing that here. Oh, we've done it. We're, we've done it, and we are doing it here. So it's just the way that we're, we're going down the same path that England has gone. And we will have the same situation where we'll have to roll it all back in a very quick order when we start to see some really big problems. And by the way, we have a much bigger population base than England does. So that's a problem. But the money that is expected or they thought they were going to make, it, it, what is going to be fascinating to me over the next five years to watch is that, you know, even in the sports radio space, I was talking to someone yesterday about it of like, so the rush happened. Everyone wanted to do sports gambling content. Everyone hired sports gambling content creators because this is always going to be the case, right? You started all these shows and all this stuff and program directors around the country are coming back to what you and I've talked about five fucking years ago about the fact that entertainment wins. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're talking about entertainment still wins. And so you hired a bunch of these math guys who are as fun to listen to as watching paint dry. And they're talking and they're doing this and my parlay on that. And my expected EV is going to wind up being this. And I think you should go ahead and double down on that. It's like people just go, what am I listening to? Why am I listening to this? This is not fun. Uh-uh. I want to have fun. I want to be in, like, I like to bet, but I don't need somebody to sit there and needle all the way down to like the third level of this stuff. I'm not going to math class. This uh-uh. is not fun. Not a lot so, of people like math class. There's a reason why people who count cards and go and play blackjack. There's a reason why they're all math majors and boring personalities. It's they go to MIT, they go to Harvard. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not going and being a broadcaster for, you know, bleep, bleep TV or whatever it is. Like, it just doesn't happen. There's a different personality. A different type of person is going to go ahead and be attracted to these types of things. So program directors, marketers, everyone's trying to figure this out now. And they're all having this come to Jesus moment of like, 
well, if the advertisers aren't going to throw all this money at us, what do we do? <laughs> because we've now, we, we've now built all of these platforms and shows around this mm-hmm. and enough people are raising their hands and saying, guys, we can, but should we? And that question is being very, I don't say, I want to say ignored, but we aren't hearing that nearly enough from enough people in the space about what happens next. Now that we have it, I think there's only 16 states in America that do not have some form of sports betting right now. There's only three left that matter. I don't mean to be smirched the other 13. That's true. Whatever, but there's three that matter. I don't know when or if they're going to get it. I'm going to say four. Four matter. Who the California, Texas, and Florida, and who's the fourth? Georgia. Okay. It's a big population. I mean, Atlanta's a, a big state. It's a it big is. state. Drop off, but it 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 is, but it isn't. Um, I hope we're entertaining. And and you know, we've we've talked to people that say we do something different. We try to just be us yeah. and talk about in addition to the bets and the numbers, which you know matter both, but not it's 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 not the sole focus right of yeah. what we're doing we're building something and we're doing the show and i think these said program directors are in quite the conundrum and mm. listen we got math teachers in the chat opaka said he's a, he's a math teacher we're not saying you're all boring but no listening it, it, to this stuff you'd make that voice which is actually i kind of <laughs> like your when you do that, when you go that route and do that voice. Yeah. Um, but it kind of, does it sound all the same? It doesn't sound all the same all the time. What it sounds to me is people talk down to their audience and they don't understand that this is supposed to be about fun. At the end of the day, you and I about are winning too. You need to, it win. is, but it's, it's but an escape. It's people tell me about winning. I disagree with you because because people tell me this all the time on the Daily Juice. They don't care what I do. They don't care if I go I over agree. ten. It took they don't care. you a while to get to that point. Correct. You helped me get get there, and, but yes, right. correct. And, and yes. as I mean, I used to have guys come in the book and tell me about all their wins and that, and I'd be like, "Look, you want to make a bet or not? Like, mm-hmm. give me the money, put it in a drawer, get out. Like, yep. you know, hey, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna bring a bag. Okay." You know, I didn't care if they won or lost and they were, I was booking them. I was, we were taking the bets. We needed to just operate. The stories mm-hmm. were more. And I think we've together grown that to this. We got people mm-hmm. watching us and listening to the show all over the place because of that. We're supposed to be a two hour escape. What people, what people who are in the, even the, 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 in the gambling oh. space don't understand. We're a two hour escape. All right. We're about having a lot of people who have a connection who like similar things. I say this to my students all the time. If you don't live the life that your audience is living, you will never be relatable. They have to be able to think and see and understand that I have an eight-year-old daughter. You have a nine-year-old daughter. You have two teenagers. You've been in a book for a long time. I've been in media for a long time. I've seen, I've lived in all parts of the country. I've moved all over the place. I've worked with all types of people, seen all types of stories. 
that I can talk about, that I can make fun of and have fun and tease and, and enjoy because some people may live in Connecticut or some people might live in Houston mm. and they may live, you know, in, in Omaha or Des Moines or whatever. And so I've got connections and stories we can talk about and we relate to those people come and go, right? Those stories, tons of our audience are in come and go. Speaking of which, Angie, <laughs> yeah. listener of the show, moving across the country from Milwaukee to Vegas. All right. We sat with him. We met him and his oh, wife. Nice. Okay. I don't know if you remember him. Oh, them. They're coming. They're they're make they're solidifying. They're coming across the country. Sends okay. me a picture two days ago. Hey, I stopped at the come and go only because he heard it on us talking about it. And he's bringing <laughs> us some come and go merch. I was like, a come and go. I'm going to have a come and go hat, a shirt or something. I can't wait. But yes. It's all relatable. It's supposed yes. to be. Yes. Betting is part of this. Winning is part of this. We all love to win. I'm not saying winning doesn't matter. Okay. We want to give proper advice, good picks and plays, good ways for you guys to make money. But at the end of the day, I always say this to everyone who listens to any piece of content, you press buy. At the end of the day, no matter what I tell you, what stat I reference, what bet I make when you bet and you hit that button or you put the money down at that counter, it's your play. It's not my play. It's your play. If we win together because we're on the same side, that's awesome. But understand that I'm not going to apologize if I'm wrong for a play that I made. <laughs> you made the bet. So right. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I lost the money. You want to fade me and you made money by fading my bet. That's awesome. I don't, right. I have never besmirched. If you come at me and you want to rub it in my face, I get frustrated and mad because I lost money. I don't like that. That's rude. You're being a jerk. But if you say, hey, man, I had to fade you. Sorry. Great. I made you money. That's awesome. That's my job is to point out a side that I took that you could jump in with as well. Oh, there's times I've been, I was at the counter. I told you, and people would come up and say, what do you like? And I tell them and they go, give me 10,000 on the other side. <laughs> what the, what did you ask me? So you could fade me? Yeah. You're Dave the fade. Perfect. <laughs> okay. That's so crazy. then the next time they come up and ask, I give them the opposite. I tell oh, them the nice. team I don't like. Yeah. So so um, they bet the <laughs> side I like. And then they come in and they go, oh, you were right. Now you don't know which side I like. Right. You? And then now you're now what? interested. Ask yep. me again. You know, why are you asking me? You're going to bet what you want anyway. Doesn't yeah. matter. Right. So it it's matter. just. It's just something to take a look at. Yeah. Okay. Time now for the Wager Wire Market Report. Our friends from Wager Wire, you guys have had a chance and you will pull this ticket up a little bit later on in the Discord channel, bvbshow.com. Go and post a ticket, a future you may have a question on. The guys at Wager Wire are in there as well as I and Dave and the rest of us are in our Discord channel, bvbshow.com. Wager Wire. More. That's going to be a goal here coming up mm. after we get all this other stuff worked out. I, nice. I will be in the Discord a little bit more. Wager Wire ticket opportunity is there. Go and post it. We're going to take tickets, put them on the show. Once a month, after the end of the month, we're going to pull one of the four names, four or five, depending on how many weeks there are in the week, in the month. And we will make a customized BVB Wager Wire hat for one of you. We will ask you the colors. It'll have a Wager Wire logo and a BVB logo, and we will ship it to wherever you live. So it's a benefit for you to go good. ahead and do that. To get questions, if you are so fortunate to be a part of the Discord channel, bvbshow.com, post the ticket to be on in. Okay. 
Let's talk just general here about the market for the Stanley Cup finals. Yes. Is it not the right bet to take Edmonton and Colorado at plus 700 and plus 950 to win the cup? Is that your Western Conference final matchup? It is. Can they play each other before? Um, I don't think so. All right. That's the path. When when I look at these things, and again, one of my taglines is nobody knows shit. So Correct. take what I say the same as you would someone else. But this is how I do it and have done it. Whether it wins or not, I cannot control. But I did it in a baseball and it worked. We did it in a football a little bit. We got the two number one seeds, so it didn't mm -hmm. really matter. Right. But you try to find the path to get the Eastern Conference Final and the Western Conference Final and be live on at least two of them. Mm -hmm. So don't pick Tampa and Toronto because they play <laughs> each other in the first round. If right. you do, <laughs> know that you're sacrificing one to get one to the second round. That's yeah. You're guaranteeing yourself to have somebody in the second round. What about Vegas? Why are you dismissing Vegas so easily in the West? So I've watched Vegas. Wonder, man, they might be the team. Is Brossois the goaltender? It looks that way, does it not? He's an unproven guy who has not played a single playoff game in his history. He's another journeyman goaltender. I don't trust Cassidy at the moment. I think he's going to play Jonathan Quick at the first sign of trouble. If Brossois got a bad game, he's going to go right to Quick. I don't know. He seems like that guy that like kind of tells you. I mean, like I used to tell the kids this when I was coaching them. Don't worry about me taking you out. You're playing. Just go play. I think he's like that where he's pretty – I mean, he – he took those guys to the ground last year. I mean, he played them. I mean, he played that top line over and over and over and over and over. Like the, the ice time splits were crazy because, yep. you know, I, I think he rides a guy. One bad game's not enough. Now, two might be you got to make a change. But I don't know. I think he is the goalie. I hope so. He's really, really good. He was awesome last night. Absolutely awesome last night. They, they, they have that whatever happened between getting quick and then, like, we were at that game. The first game they got quick. We went to the game with yep. the Bedfred guys. We sat in that booth and we watched. And they, the seemed booth, like yep. they were playing so tense. Right. They're not playing like that no more. Well, I mean, last night, though, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I hit the bet with the Vegas and Oilers Moneyline Parlay. It was the only bet I hit last night because both puck lines missed. Teams won, but puck lines didn't come in. The first period, the first goal was completely luck. Completely. Complete luck. And they did zero things on offense. Grubauer's is not a very good goaltender. They won that game because Grubauer's not good. They should have lost that game. Seattle outplayed Vegas last night. So I'm a little concerned about them on the road in the playoffs, but the, the to answer your question, the answer is no. Vegas can, I mean, uh, Colorado cannot play Edmonton until the final. B2 Bartown said Cassidy had the young players scared to make a mistake. That's true. Legit. Remember, they wouldn't shoot the puck. 
They would not shoot the puck. They wouldn't shoot the puck. They would, they they would were, well, it was unbelievable. I kept yeah. saying to you, why are they not shooting? Yeah, they're petrified would to shoot the puck. Yep. They That's would true. not shoot it. Akbar, welcome to the chat. Thank so you. So Vegas, Vegas is going to play Edmonton in the second round, and that's going to be an absolute war. I like Vegas the, is going to play Edmonton in the second round. Yes, I like. I, I really like the draw for the Avalanche because obviously it's going to be a war. Um, well, hold on, that's not accurate. Hold on, I'm looking at a bracket that's not. I don't think that's the finalized one. That would have been before last night. I'm not sure that's finalized. Because the Avalanche, oh, because they have to win tonight. That's right. If the Avalanche win tonight, that changes. Okay, that's today. That's why. Yeah, I don't if think the, we if, can look at this stuff. Yeah, if the Avs right? win tonight, the Avs change who they play. That's it. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay, that's why. I'm looking at going like, wait a minute. How is Minnesota number one? That's why. Because they'll leapfrog and the Avalanche. They get, will, the, they get the second, they get card. the other wild card if yes. they win, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So they'll get a bit, they'll get an easier match. Get, Vegas. Well, no, they get Seattle. Well, they're playing Seattle regardless. They're either going to play Seattle or they're going to play the da- the Dallas Stars, one of the two. Well, no, they have to win to play Seattle, right? Correct. I'm sorry, I'm right. Yeah, so yeah. they're playing the Wild now. Avalanche versus the Wild is the yeah. matchup right now. Yeah. If they win today, right. they'll take on right. the Kraken. They'll play Seattle. Okay. So they can pick essentially who they want to play based on what they do today. Right. I'd, I'd rather play Seattle personally. Than Dallas, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, or is it, no, it would be Minnesota. I think it would be Minnesota. the Wild. Okay. Yeah, it's the Wild. Do you want to play the Wild, or do you want to play, or do you want to play the Kraken? If you're Colorado, Seattle's going to be a hard series for anybody. It's going to be a hard series for anybody. Harder than the Wild? It's a different series. It is. It's, I, I think, I mean, I think it's a better matchup for Colorado to play Minnesota, to be perfectly honest. They're going to play more wide open the way Minnesota played team in the last month and a half. Right. But what about a team with no playoff experience in Seattle, second year in existence versus the cup champs? If they don't have to change the way they're doing and keep doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. they're dangerous. They can, I mean, they've been playing playoff games for on the road. That's the style of game they play. Mm-hmm. They were very successful on the road. They're dangerous. Oh, it's true. I mean, in terms of road wins this year, Colorado in the Western Conference had 28, Edmonton 27, and then Vegas in Seattle at 26. And the best best teams in the West won games on the road consistently. Consistently won games on the road. That was a separate, that was a differentiator, really. Yep. Was their road records. How good of a road record these, these teams had. I mean, oh, good, it's crazy. Good point by Otto. He said their goalie confirmed tonight will tell you their opinion. Yeah, I'm waiting. I haven't bet it yet. I'm waiting on George Ev. Is he in? Oh, because I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that goalie because if I think they're going to play him personally. Oh no, it's it's Frank Kuz as unconfirmed. Not betting that game. <laughs> all right, that I can't. That guy's so bad. He can't play at all in this series. They, I mean, Georgiev cannot get hurt for the the Avalanche. Frank Cruz is just—he's bad. <sighs> and Lankin might be playing for the Preds though, which Are is. Are you good. saying his name right, Frank? Frank Cruz? Frank Cruz? Oh, now a little bit. Of, get that Peralt out of you a little bit. Get a little bit of that French in French. Frank Cruz. French quoi? Frank quoi? I think Francois? that's better. Yeah, I don't. It's know. Pavel Francois. I 
I listen. I'm he's the worst. Pavel friend sucks. That's who, that's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's who. He, that's who he is. Okay, he's awful. Oh, Papa Landon is in the house. By the way, he's for those of you that don't know, Papa Landon is our uh, our first guy to bring birth into the world. Yes, he is. Wow, so we'll watching watch. the BVB. So we'll watch that. Who they who they wind yep. up playing today? Yep. But the playoff series pricing. So in the book, explain to me how you guys set prices, because in the beginning, that quick thing like this, we well, why is there, through. okay, so just tell me this, why is there such a big differentiator between books and with prices? Because the books generally, game by game, the books are homogenized for the market. The spreads and yeah. the totals from day to day. The market efficiently whacks your line closer to what the, Consensus. consensus number is right or they're manipulating it to move it etc right. etc yes right. but the series prices have gone anywhere from 245 to 320 now they've changed over the last 12 hours as betting has kind of come in but in the beginning yeah there was some really fluctuating market prices in these series well i mean it's just like a store right like if we want to move merch at our store we make you know white bread cheaper than everybody else. Okay. And put it out that, you know, you have odd screens and odds checker and all these other things that people go to and find and go, Hey, this is really low over here. I like that. I'm going to go buy it there. And we move all the white bread we want until we're out and, or we change the price and try to charge more as it goes out the door. It's the same thing with these series prices. They're so, independent of what anyone else's price is. It's the most fun thing. I told you this before. I've told the stories on a different shows. It's one of the most fun things I ever did was put the series price up and take the bets. Mm-hmm. And the second year that I did it, you know, they said, Dave, put up the series prices for the NBA. And mine were so off of the market. <laughs> and Tony D said, he went crazy. What oh. are you doing? I said, you told me to put the prices up. What's the problem? He's like, they got all these bets. I'm like, yeah, we're going to win most of them. <laughs> Relax. I needed money on that side. I'm going to take it from them because I know they're going to bet it. I said, you know, relax. The one year we won every first round NBA series and I was off on all of them. Now, that was a very lucky. It didn't work that way the next year. Mm-hmm. But we won more than we lost. The ability to put your own opinion into the number was by far my favorite, one of my favorite things about the job. Just to give you a quick example. FanDuel, the Boston Bruins are minus 275 to beat the Florida Panthers. DraftKings, minus 320. Somebody put it in the chat. I missed it as it went by who it was. Minus 400 on Barstool. <laughs> so what? They're Because they know the Boston fans are all going to come pouring in? Well, I mean, listen, this is, this is the reality of the situation. When you were call your local guy, you got the worst price on your team most times. Right. And what they used to do was if they knew, like – I love wearing the stuff of all the different teams, but if they knew you were a fan of like, I'm wearing a Cleveland Cavalier stuff, right? 
I call for the Cavs Knicks price today. Okay. Oh, it's Dave. You know, it's that's what oh, you're minus two fifty. What? <laughs> it's minus two hundred, two ten. We'll go bet with them. That's what they would say. So now with regionalized areas, regionalized books, different states can make different prices. Circa Vegas Golden Knights, minus one sixty. Okay. DraftKings, minus 170. Mm-hmm. FanDuel, minus 182. Why do we have the best price in Vegas for our hometown team? Wants that Winnipeg bet. I mean, he wants to, well, not even wants a Winnipeg bet. He wants to need Winnipeg at least to start. Tells me Winnipeg's live in the first game. That price is going to change drastically if Winnipeg wins the first game. <laughs> the plus 150 right now. They win the game. What was it go to? Are they using a 10 cent line or minus 160 plus 150? No, that was Fandle. Oh. Fandle was 182, 150. Oh, okay. Minus 182, 150. The other thing is, is, you know, and again, we talked about the seriousness versus the entertainment part of this. We try to do both. Yeah. You got to watch with the series prices, the ARB situation. Right. He can't drop below 150 because there'll be people that'll be taking. You know, minus one forty-five. Wow, it's gone down. Knights and one fifty. They're coming in on the Jets. The Knights are now minus one fifty-five. An hour ago was one sixty. Now it's one fifty-five. One thirty-five on the comeback with the Jets. Junkyard, if you're watching the show, we'd love to have you on. By the way, to talk about the NFL, uh, NHL playoffs next week. Heck so yeah, come back in and give us some. Uh, Give us some card is the, he's talking about Jeff Davis of Circa, by the way. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's who's who's him. doing this series? <laughs> he's he's the guy in the hockey guy. Ever yeah, Circa. Yeah. Um, I mean, would it? Well, the Dallas Mavericks got fined seven hundred and fifty k for conduct detrimental to the league. I just yes. saw that. Wow, it's boring. I, yeah, I, I left it off because it means nothing. It means nothing. But Mark Cuban, I didn't put on the rundown because Mark Cuban is nothing. It's literally nothing. Do you think Winnipeg has a shot in the series? Uh, if Connor Hellebuck stands on his head, yes. Which I always shade. Awesome. I always shade to goaltending. This is why I wanted Florida. This is why I was like, give me Florida. If you don't have goaltending in the postseason, you don't stick around very long. Connor Hellebuck, arguably the best goaltender this season. So you're talking, I mean, if Vegas does their whole, like, we're going to shoot 25 times a game, they could be in trouble. Like they're going to need to generate power plays. They're going to, and and look at, I mean, they talked about on the broadcast last night, Vegas, since the all-star break has had one of the worst PKs and one of the worst penalty power plays in the league. Power plays a mess. 26th in power play, 28th in kill. The power plays. That's not good. That's not good. (laughs) Going in since the all-star break, that's not good. And there's rumors that Mark Stone might come back. And if they got Mark Stone for the second round, that could solve some power play problems. Wow. Stone coming back would be huge. Huge for them. Why cloud? As long as he's play? healthy. I mean, him yeah, coming no, back and not he's being hundred. Like that he's skating. Be no he's practicing. He has a no contact jersey wow. on. He had back okay. surgery in January. Wow. So they think he might be able to come back for the second round. And if you could get past the Jets, maybe he can help the power play. But I I think the Jet games are going to be unders with Vegas and Winnipeg. I think clamps are going to come down defensively. There are some series that 
depending on the matchup. And we'll talk about these more on Monday. Somebody right. just came in the chat and said, are we going to make recommendations for series prices? Holy mother. We'll I just looked at the, at the totals. <laughs> Welcome to the postseason, boys and girls. What? <laughs> of the game. How many? Have you looked yet at the totals for these games? For game one of the NHL playoffs? Yeah. No, I'll look right now. No, no, no. Don't look. One. Oh. What do you how mean? many games do you think are five and a half? Game ones? Uh-huh. LA, Edmonton, no. Florida, Boston, hell no. Islanders, Carolina. That that's probably five and a half. Uh Winnipeg, Vegas, no. Uh Tampa, Toronto, definitely not. Rangers, New Jersey, maybe, maybe one. Four. Fandle has four. Five and a half? Four, five and a half. They're wrong. Jets, Knights, four. Jets, Knights, five and a half. Lightning, Leafs, five and a half. Uh, Islanders, Hurricanes, five and a half. Avalanche, oh, I guess, sorry, that, I'm sorry, that involves today. Sorry, that, that, that involves okay. the Avalanche game. So I forgot, I, I missed that. Okay. That's today at five and a half. But three, <laughs> three of them are five and a half. I just hit my odd screen. There's only one. Islanders, welcome Carolina. Yeah, welcome to the postseason. At least Fanduel is going. Which one of the other games? Winnipeg and Vegas, and who else? Rangers, Jersey, Tampa, Toronto. Tampa, Toronto. Five and a half. Surprising, right? Welcome to playoff hockey. Now look, <laughs> Auto just came in a chat and said DK only has one. So Fanduel has been off market for most of the season. This has been very interesting to watch very this because. Yep. FanDuel, if you look at the odd screens, the spanky odds or the wager yeah. talk odds or whatever, yeah. FanDuel's not on there. So right. you go ahead and, and you look at FanDuel's odds, they're so different than Vegas and so different than most books in the in the country. FanDuel has done some very interesting things. They'd rather go off market and make you pay juice. It's an interesting tactic. It's not I mean, over know, five and a half for Vegas in Vegas and Winnipeg is minus one forty two. Over five and a half. That's expensive. Yeah. I mean, just use six flat. Tampa Bay, <laughs> Toronto is over five and a half minus 130. Oh, they're just putting the prices out there to see if anybody would actually lay it. The numbers are six in both of those games. Right. I mean, six minus 110 and just take bets. It's it's just so much more fair. I don't want, but they're trying to find a price discovery. I give them credit for what they're doing, but they're always off. That's good. So, so interesting. Yeah. All right, before we get to Chef Benny's tickets, WagerWire is a marketplace where you can sell your online sports bets. You'll be able to buy other people's bets at a discount to the current odds. Forget hedging, forget cashing out. If you want to look lock in a profit on a bet, you'll soon be able to, on WagerWire, sell all or even part of your action at any time up until the final buzzer. WagerWire was invented by three good friends, former UCLA roommates, Zach, Travis, and Guy, a couple of whiz kids who are hell-bent on giving you guys a new way to make money on your sports bets and wagers. So let's throw that ticket up here for Chef Benny. He's our first selection in our WagerWire hat giveaway with the BVB. He'll get a customized WagerWire BVB hat if he wins at the end of the month. Yep. Sacramento Kings... At plus 5,000 to win the West. 50 to 1. That's what that means. Wow. Yep. This is a decent ticket. 
Hell yeah, it is. Can he do, he can't do anything in the first round, can he? Right? He just has to like kind of hope that they get past the first round. (sighs) I mean, you can buy a ticket on Golden State to win a Western Conference. Plus money. Yeah, but not not 50 to 1. No, but I mean you're trading one for the other. It's worth zero if they don't if they don't win. It's plus 320. Round. Plus 320 right now. <laughs> On Golden State to win a Western Conference? Yep. That's it? Yep. Ugh. Suns are night plus 190, Warriors plus 320, Nuggets plus 360. Where to like Lakers are uh, eight to one. Mm. Wow, Fandle's different state to state too. That's what Tyler Betsmart said. Welcome, sir. You're late. You, you weren't here at the beginning of the show. But wow, that's interesting. They're different state to state. You can do that in the systems. You can run different feeds. It's crazy what you can do. So you can so make the prices sun, worse in Pennsylvania versus worse in Arizona. Let me see something. Let, let's see what. Let's see. I can pull up Arizona Fanduel here. Let me see what uh, the prices are for um, the Suns. So the Western Conference. Nope, it's the same. I mean, okay. at least Arizona, right? Jersey Fanduel and Arizona Fanduel are the same. Price wise, it's possible Tyler's wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, they're all they're all the same right now. I mean, you might be able to, but at least right now, two different yeah. coasts, Jersey to Arizona, Fanduel's yeah. numbers are the same. Might be the same. Yep. In in New Jersey, in Fanduel, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't sell this ticket. It's too much fun right now. It's right. Like, yeah, you you, you got to ride it. Sport. Right. But I mean, you could take Golden State. I don't think you could take them to win the series. You got to lay juice. I mean. You know, you could bet that out the rest of the way. I mean, if this is a hundred dollar ticket to win fifty to one, it's five thousand, right? Hmm. You know, a hundred wins you five thousand. Bet two sixty to win a hundred on a series. Now, if they, you know, I mean, but then you get caught hedging, you lose both eventually when they don't win a Western Conference. Really, I mean, I I wouldn't pre- if I had this ticket, I would not hedge until they got to the Western Conference Finals. Right. I got there. Then I'm then I'm hedging. But in the first two yeah. rounds, this ticket's difficult to hedge off of. So I, I, Chef Benny, I think you're stuck with it for a little bit at fifty to one. Let the Kings. That's the wager wire, guys. Go to the site, use the calculator, see what it's worth, make a decision. Mm, that's a good point. Wagerwire.com/slash/calculator is the link directly to go to yes. check that out for those guys. But to be entered enter, entered into the contest, go to bvbshow.com, go into the Wagerwire channel. Post your ticket, ask your question. If we select you, you could be like Chef Benny, having your ticket being talked about on the show next week. At the end of every month, we will pull one lucky of the four or five names. We'll pull one name. You will win a customized WagerWire BVB exclusive hat to be shipped and designed to you, from you, by you later. Okay, Uh, I mentioned a little bit on the Kings. Our guy, David Payne Pernum, wrote an article this morning about yep. the liabilities that the books have on Sacramento, that they are not in love <laughs> with the liability they got yep. for the Sacramento Kings. 
Is that because the books just offered, they didn't buy Sacramento all year long. So when people were betting it, they were just like, keep it going, keep it going. We're good. The Kings are going to be nothing. And then they wound up being the three seed. You see what those odds are though, right? Yeah. 750 to one. (laughs) Is that what that is? That, I mean, like that, the first bet was written at like a lot of 10,000 Tropicana in Vegas. Caesars took it $10,000 bet on the Kings to win it all at 750 to one. They took 750,000 for a $10,000 bet. Is that worth it? If you're our book, (laughs) I don't know. It's, I mean, like those are the questions people say, Oh, you know, you get limited, you get this. Somebody walks into your joint, wants to give you 10,000 to hold for six months. And you got to stare at that red number. Cause you ain't ever fixing that red number. (laughs) You ain't ever fixing a $750,000 walk-in in July <laughs> and going, we better take some more Laker bets. <laughs> we better take some more Warrior bets. How in the hell do you fix that? That's you, So you're taking on risk. You have to make those decisions. I mean, I used to have those discussions in the risk room, and the guy was like, are you willing to lose your job over that? Mm. And I would go, Sacramento ain't <laughs> winning the championship. <laughs> So do I get a bonus of the 10 if I take it, Uh, you know, and then we go back and forth and then, so they took the bet. I give him credit, but yeah, now you got a risk. So then another bet came in at $8,000 after they lowered the odds from 750 to one for 10,000 and then dropped the odds to 350. Same better dropped $8,000 at 350 to one. Yeah. The bets would win a combined 10.3 million. Oh, that's 70, that's 7.5 million, million. <laughs> for the first 10,000. Yeah. Not 750,000, it's 7.5 million. And then the token on the way out, bet the loose. One of the guys <laughs> who run one of our places used to say to me, when he put his bets in, I'm just going to bet the loose here. And I would be like, what are you talking about? Loose change? Yeah. Yeah. It was like two dimes <laughs> sitting in his pocket. He would just throw it up, <laughs> put it on exact. I was like, oh, bet the loose. I'm going to use that. Thanks. Asked him for a raise for $2 an hour. He told me no. I, mean, I forget that. Anyhow, <laughs> when the movie comes out, the book comes out, we're not holding back nothing. But until then, that's that's a shit your pants as they continue to win. <laughs> Adam Pullen, assistant director of trading at Caesar, said it's a pretty large liability when he was asked about it. I know, Adam. I, yeah, I, yeah Adam don't really like to do the media stuff, but we 10 million. It's a, it's, Adam. Yeah, hey, it's hey a Adam, pretty, it's a you're rooting for the Warriors? You're right. <laughs> you can't even go in and sit in that building. And I got a lot of friends that still work there in that building. Right? I would go, hey, you want to go in with a Sacramento Kings hat? <laughs> I got a true. couple of them. <laughs> See what they do. You walk in with the, I walk in. Hey guys, how you doing for my shift? The Sacramento Kings hat. They go, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> they do to me what they did to the Penguins brass today. Get nice. out. <laughs> the Lakers, according to Kevin Lawler, head of trading at points bet. He told ESPN, the Lakers are the biggest outright liability for the Western conference and for the championship. They started at 12 to one at the beginning of the year. Got as high as 125 to one. Oh, I mean, for two decades sitting here in Vegas, the Lakers have been the biggest liability. That's nothing unusual. 
Right. My point's been it's not here in Vegas, but yeah. I right. Saying. But yeah. like yeah. that's that they, I mean, they're, it's LeBron. It's a public team. <laughs> Right. Yes, they should be it's one late. of your biggest it's liabilities. But I mean, take bets on the other teams, move the prices up. I give mm. him credit for moving it to 125 to one when it looked like the Lakers weren't even going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So okay, you should have liability. But I, I, again, I'll never forget when I when we turned over everything to Caesars from CG, they got the NBA futures. They're like, "How do you win to the Lakers? We get killed to the Lakers." I'm like. I've been moving the numbers every day for six months. What the fuck do you mean? How do you lose anything? <laughs> so some books, yes, there's liability. Other books right. are paying attention. Not so much. Two games tonight. The Heat are laying five and a half to the Bulls with a total of 209. Can the Bulls keep this going? Why not? I agree. You think, I mean, points Miami, what? or money line? Both. Live to win? Mm-hmm. Live to win. Mm-hmm. All right. We got we got a big crowd in here right now in the chat. Good. Heat, Bulls, who's winning the game? Just win. Forget the points. Put it in the chat right now. I need a T-shirt that says points bets are stupid. And then and Kendall. Oh. <laughs> Kendall, Kendall's your pen. Right. I want that on the back of my shirt. Points bets are stupid. Yeah, point, <laughs> point spreads are stupid. Point spreads are stupid. Now we're going to have to pay her for that. You know, she's going to demand some sort of compensation for that. That kid. We can. Yeah. We'll take care of it. We'll we'll do some, we'll, we'll we'll do some type of, you know, giveaway. I don't know. Bulls heat, bulls, 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 bulls. Whoa. Whoa. Why is everybody like the bulls? Because we do. Oh, there's another heat. Uh Oh, stay true. RS ODU. Oh my gosh. Bulls money line. Screw the points. Bulls. Yes. Bulls alternate line. Floodhouse just came in and said, lay three and a half with the Bulls. The Heat are done? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I I I don't. Jimmy Butler is unbelievable, but that but Bam Adebayo looked as bored as I've ever seen a player in a playoff game in my life. <laughs> he really did. He wanted, he was just like, he was up there just like running back and he was running back and forth, just looking like he was playing. You know that meme of the guy who does this, the security where he's just like overly tough until like not even touching anybody. Doing that's what Bam was doing playing defense. He was just like, oh, here you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, shoot, you scored. All right. Like it was unbelievable. I was like, do you want to be in this game at all? Like, do you even want to be on the floor? Like, this is incredible. And now you're going to do it again against a Bulls team that looks legitimately focused and hungry. And oh yeah, by the way, the Miami Heat against the spread at home this year suck. Like, unbelievably bad. God, this might be 14, bad. 23, and 3, I think, I think the number is. The Bulls at home. Sorry, the Heat at home. ATS. Joel Onler, welcome to the show. Jimmy Buckets isn't losing to the Bulls. Okay. Maybe, I think Bulls points. I think Bulls Bull, points. Win by two. That's fine. I'll take, I, and I'm taking five and a half. Yeah. Right, I think, I right think Bulls points is good. I think you can, um, like some cohorts of ours in the business, coin the phrase, sprinkle some money line. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be the ever first one to ever say that because I never heard that until we did content, but plus five and a half and sprinkle on the money line. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What about the second game? I think it's the same story. OKC on the road at Minnesota. The bulls needed a collapse by the Raptors and an inability to make free throws. They shot 18 and 36 to win their game. The thunder went and won their game on the road. 
I was impressed with the Thunder. I've been impressed mm-hmm. with the Thunder. Picked up this gem not that long ago, an OKC lid. Um, this is the one I think can win. Mm-hmm. I really, I really. Teams are a mess. I mean, on top of the fact that they got into the fight, on top of the fact they lost one of their players to a broken hand, on top of the fact that they suspended Rudy Gobert, they blew a double-digit lead in the second half on the road at the Lakers and had to come back home and play this game. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of bad mojo going on with that team right now. There is, but at the same time, they're pros, and they're just playing the – I mean, whoever wins this series has belief that they can play a series with Denver. You know Because they should. Because they, they should. should. But I think OKC is the young enough and dumb enough team to actually believe it. Like they believe it like, yeah, why not? We can go there and beat Denver and Denver. Let's go. We can do it. Guys, put it in the chat right now. OKC or M-I-N? OKC. Outright. 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 It's, look at the totals in these games. The first game Total, is 209. Two, and that one's 228. <laughs> Two completely different, different games, right? Games. I think the runs in the second game Could are going to be incredible. Yeah. You'll be well, able they were to in the Lakers game. Yeah. Them, I mean, right? I mean, you could have Lakers plus 12 and a half in pregame yep. Minnesota plus eight and a half and just sit yep. and watch the aggravation, not be aggravation, and watch the chaos and go, <laughs> just end anywhere in between. You might be able to do the same thing tonight with that one. Wow. Fair. There's not one person. They put Minnesota. Oh, there's one, Tyler. Tyler. And Santiago Garza. Welcome to the show, sir. Wow. Okay, see. Oh, my goodness. I know the trends. I hate the trends. Four no's ATS in the play-in. Three of them win outright. We've won outright. I get that. I hate that personally. I wish that was not the case because everyone's going to ride the trends. But as we say, trends are your friends until they're not and ride it. He's riding it for now. All right, games tomorrow in the NBA. We'll go yep. through quickly all of them. Yep. Philly laying eight and a half to Brooklyn. You comfortable laying nearly double digits in a game one? No. Right? Can't trust Philly. Can't trust Brooklyn. We'll watch this one. 10 a.m. start uh, Pacific. In game. Eastern. Yeah, get this down to like a two or a three-point number and bet Maybe. Philly in game. Yeah. Right? Bet Philly in game on this one. Yeah. Boston, same story. Laying nine at home to Atlanta. They're going to house them, aren't they? I would lay this. <laughs> this is why I'm wearing this today. This is this is my <laughs> that's one of why I've got best, it. that's one of your best lids, actually. Mm. That's that's nice. That's mm. nice. From my most aggressive. You don't have to worry about changing at 17 though this year, I don't think. I don't think you'll have to worry about that. And if it happens, what happens to you? Another Boston team wins a championship while we're doing. Okay, here's here's what here's what's going to happen: the Boston Celtics win a cha- win a championship this year. Kendall oh. gets to paint a shamrock on top of your head for the show. God. Really? Yeah. For for one, for if you get to paint a shamrock on your head, and you have to at least appear on camera with a shamrock on your head for five I'll, to ten seconds. I'll, I'll strongly consider that. <laughs> I will strongly consider that. If we can get a sponsor for it, either Lucky Charms or some sort of beer sponsor, I'm in. You can paint whatever you want on my head. That's awesome. The Boston Celtics win the championship. We're painting a shamrock on your head. Uh, Cleveland's laying five and a half to the Knicks. Are the Knicks going to win this series? I keep on coming back to this. I should be betting the the Knicks to win this series. Should you? I know you love the Cavs. You're wearing all the Cav gear. I, I just, I don't know. 
It's Cavs. Cavs are winning the series. Are they susceptible to lose? Absolutely. I got to see what we're getting here. I don't know if they're as advertised. I don't know what the Knicks are without Randall. I've seen it for eight games. I'm not impressed. So I know what I'm getting with the Cavs, at least past performance-wise. Donovan Mitchell, I'll I'll take him. So we shall see. Mm. 216, this might be the best total play under the whole first day. Really? Yeah. Cavs at home under against the Eastern Conference the last two years have been a very good bet. I'll agree with you. Yep. I agree. Kings Warriors. Golden State is a dog in game one, but they are minus 275 to win the series. Well, they're if they don't win game one, they're going to win game two. That's what that series price tells you. So this will be, for those of you new to NBA series betting, NBA playoff betting, you will hear throughout the content world. The zigzag theory yeah. that you will bet one team and bet the opposite. There's a zigzag in basketball. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This one, that series price is telling me that's what the play is going to be. Huh? Yeah. Wild. Would you take the Kings in game one? I like them in game one. I do. First half, right? You have to bet Kings first half. That's not a bad bet either, but that might be the, that might be, I mean, Golden State was so bad in the first half so many times, right? That's what I mean, bet the Kings in the first half on the road. Yeah, and then they got away in that third quarter of the Warriors. Which right, you skip good. it. You just, you just forget about it. You just get right. away from it. You're avoiding it. Totals 238. Over? Maybe, but the Warriors have played playoff game unders a lot. They tend to clamp down in the playoffs defensively. It's a little tough. That's, but I like the I like the Kings in the first half. Kings money line first half, and then I don't know what to do with the game. Right. <laughs> I, think I don't. It's gonna I be, really don't. It's gonna be. I'll be watching. Quite, I'll be it's, watching. It's gonna be. It's gonna be wild. Say All right. Uh, we got to get. Well, wait. Well, let's just rip through these last two games okay, in the, in the, with NBA, and then we'll. All right. Let go. Let's go. Memphis is laying three and a half to the Lakers. Memphis is laying three and a half to the Lakers. Game one. Ah, I mean, what what is your first thought? Lakers. Really? Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Memphis size is going to be a, the lack of size for Memphis. I think it's going to be a problem. Guys, put that in the chat right now. Lakers or M M E M or Grizz, whatever you want. Who's winning game one? Game one only. Mm-hmm. Who's winning the series, P. Ron? <laughs> I want to say Lakers, but I don't know. Memphis is winning this series. I'm telling you right now. I hope so. I, I want Memphis to win the series. I think Memphis I, wins the series. I think it's going to be spectacular television. I, I hope think so. It's, I think this is going to be a fun as hell series. There's so many storylines. There's so many dynamics. There's so many things happening. Is Anthony Davis going to dominate? If Anthony Davis dominates the Lakers, that's what I mean. That's why I think he wins. That's one game one. I don't think they'll have an answer for Anthony Davis. So, and then finally, Suns are laying seven to the Clippers. No respect for the Clippers at all. (laughs) None. No respect. Boston Atlanta is only two points higher than Suns Clippers. Yeah, they're both three possession games spread wise. Like, wait, what? Oh, 
Really? A lot of weight being pushed around in books and money and bets on the Suns in their series to win the West, to win it all. So be that one that the falls, what, Suns win by five? Probably. Like it just it's it's this it's either blowout, blowout. Like monster, like 20 point blowout. Yeah. 15 yeah. points or more, something, or a three or four point win, like a backdoor silly right. type of thing. I don't think the Clippers can win the game. Mm. Sports could have a phenomenal weekend. We thank you guys for watching. We'll be back on Monday, same time, same place for you guys on YouTube and Twitter live. It is time for BVB bonus time. All right, let's get to a couple of quick baseball stories. The Rays go for history today against the Blue Jays. They are only minus 126 to start 14 and 0 for the first time in Major League Baseball history. I should have been betting this from 8 and 0 on. I'm really mad at myself that I missed five wins. I should have bet it. I was like, they're 8 and 0, they're going to lose. Come on, 9 and 0, come on, they're going to lose. 10 and 0, 11 and 0, 12 and 0, 13 and 0. Even yesterday, three to one Red Sox. Oh, maybe they're going to get it. Nope. They are a redonkulous 12 and one on the run line. <laughs> 12 and one on the run line. BVB bonus time is my favorite time. And thank you to Sonic for providing that graphic and fair putting it together so we can do it every day. Um, did a little research because I'm going on MOB network a little bit later. Okay. Rays look to become the first team in 139 years to win the first 14 games of the season. It was back in 1884 when the St. Louis Maroons won 20 straight. I'm still looking for a St. Louis Maroons hat. If anybody mm. can find one of those, I would love one. Um, 1987 Brewers, 1982 Braves. That's the longest streak. They have matched that by winning 13 in a row. Right. Berrios, the starter. For Toronto. Is that how you say his name now? Uh, Barrios? Well, Barrios. Barrios, Barrios. obviously, how we used to say, but Barrios, maybe he wants to be pronounced now. Well, there's there's an accent symbol over it. I always ask Irizarry. I'm going to ask him today because he has, they didn't send me the pronunciation guide today. So Um, he's one and four with a 5.86 ERA. (laughs) Not good. In eight career starts versus the race. Not good. Not that that <laughs> matters a lot, but he's been bad, bad. He was brought over to be their ace. When they signed him, they thought they were getting a top of the ro- top of the rotation type of guy. He's been anything but. Can't believe the line's only minus 120. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I, listen, they were minus been one, dogs. They were minus 120. Well, they've been dogs too. Stale. During this strike, during this streak, they've been dogs. I, so, I you bet this until it loses, and if you get in now and you lose, you accept your fate. Right, you just say okay. But I don't want to go to the window today and bet against him. I don't. Tomorrow, tomorrow, mm. I don't want to call it now. They didn't even listed their pitcher, but Kikuchi's starting for Toronto. Okay, good at home. That might be the one they lose. Fair. I'll give you that. Uh, Greg Maddox went on ESPN radio yesterday and made quite the comment and quite the comparison for Shohei. He said, quote of Otani, he reminds you of Nolan Ryan 
and then he reminds you of freaking Barry Bonds. <laughs> is Otani the combination of Barry Bonds and Nolan Ryan? This is like something you would do on a video game when you decided to, to combine players and like put their pitching to 99 and put their power to 99. Just make everything 99. Right? That's all. <laughs> Just jack up all the ratings and say, now what? Right. Conquer Best player ever. Yeah. Um, wow, that's interesting. He said, both of those guys, I mean, they got great stuff and you hit home runs with the best of them. No one else has done it before. I mean, the last guy was who? Maybe Babe Ruth? No one's been able to do that. This is Greg Maddox here. This is not like you and me saying this. This is Greg Maddox. This is a Hall of Famer. Today's his birthday, I believe. His 57th or 58th birthday is Greg Maddox. Very cool. Yeah. Um, That that, that slow slide. Threw out the first pitch for baseball season at Circa. Oh, they're really nice. They put a mound and he threw it to Towers. Towers caught it, said he didn't even see it. He's lucky he caught it. Maddox hit the mitt. <laughs> There's video of it. You could say I was going to go down there. Do you throw it like him. legit? Do you throw like straight up like a on little the mound wind like- up and just, you know, he tossed it. However, he, he didn't lob it. He threw was it. it. Was he wearing a mask? Towers wasn't wearing oh, no. a glove. <laughs> he, looked like he, was gonna, he looked like he was going to fall over. That could have been bad. Could have been terrible. Whoa. Yeah. Set up a mound right there on busted, that carpet in front of the circa. And he went like this. You could tell. He was like, oh, I caught it. Good. And he stood up and tried <laughs> to play pool. And then he interviewed him after. He's like, I didn't see the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, Otani's unbelievable. He's in Boston. He's not going to the Red Sox. Don't talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. I don't know. That okay, voice. you tell me. That voice. All right. Uh, Rangers Astros game of the day. Perez against Garcia. There's nothing. Baseball games stink today. Stink. You're not excited about Arizona at Miami? Yeah. Great game. Cubs at the Dodgers? Great game. Milwaukee at San Diego? The pitching matchups. That's okay. That's a good. That's okay. I think this game's better. Milwaukee San Diego is not not a division game. This is it's really weird because it's a it's a it's a um there's a lot of uh, interleague matchups. Yep. But this is a divisional game, though. This is this is a big game. Right. This division. is this is this. I was going to say this is why this would be nominated for game of the day because, I mean, like Cleveland, Washington, Atlanta, right. Kansas City. There's a lot of trash. Yeah. You like a side of this? Astros. He said it's so like dismissive of the Rangers. Just I like the Astros today. Okay. Martin Perez has been very good for the Rangers. I just, I just, I say, I'm just, just not a believer. I'm just, I'm, oh. I've been wrong a lot on him. So maybe I'm dead wrong on this too. I've been wrong on Martin Perez. I've, I've been waiting like for two years now for Martin Perez to go back to being Martin Perez. He's been, he's been really good the last two years. Right. I don't, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that's under. Oh, I don't mind under. Yeah. I like the Astros though. Uh, and then finally, the Twins smacked the Yankees 11-2 to two yesterday. yesterday. Zigzag theory in baseball. Come back with the Yankees. <sighs> they were down 9 nothing in the top of the first. I took eight and a half in game. They lost by nine. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, the algorithm was, it's absurd to make a team that was minus whatever, uh-huh. plus eight and a half in the first inning. I would figure, oh, we can lose by seven. and We're good. Lost so we lost that one. It was the only one we lost yesterday. 11-2. Yeah, 11-2. Thanks for coming. Um, I have my note here. 
This is the uh, Minnesota Twins look to win consecutive games within the same series in the Bronx since 2013. Wow. Prior to last night, the Twins had lost 24 of their previous 27 games at Yankee Stadium, including wow. the postseason. So they never win there, and they go and blast them. And what do you get for that? Nestor Cortez. I like the Yankees today. You have minus 190 this morning. You know what the price is now? What? Minus 170. Well, all right. Come back on the Twins. Don't mind that. That's what all the parallelograms and rhombuses did. They came on the Twins. I'm good with sitting there and saying, I'll take the Yankees today. Back, zigzag it. All right, time for better to book it. Mm, hit them. Let's go. Bulls plus five and a half against the Heat. Bet it. I like the Bulls to cover, maybe even win. OKC yep. plus five and a half against T-Wolves. Bet it. And then I don't know what I'm doing with this bet because I was hoping it was going to be Francois. Or it was not going to be Francois. It was going to be Georgiev. Yeah. Colorado in regulation. Minus 125 or Avalanche Sabres Moneyline Parlay. You want to bet Sabres today? I didn't even know they were playing. Until Columbus. They're playing Columbus. Line. Columbus can't win. They can't you win. You want to involve this game? <laughs> I'm just saying there's two, there's two bets I'm eyeballing. I've not made I'm not, not made up my mind yet as to what I'm going to do. I'll probably lay this, but taking friends suck is not really something I want to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that I have to take Colorado who need, they need the game. They need the game. Oh, Columbus. Oh, I mean, Nashville's the opponent for Colorado. Colorado's winning. Right. So I'm worried about that. Okay. So let's take Colorado money line then. I feel better about that. I don't, I, in, I, I don't in 60 Buffalo. I so tried then, that yesterday with the Penguins. That didn't work. <laughs> I mean, Nashville's not playing for anything, right? Zero. Not nothing. Done. Golf. Golf courses tomorrow. That's what they're playing for. I mean, that's a good price. I, 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 yes, I think so. It's now, it's now minus one forty. It was one twenty-five last night. Do yourself a favor and bet it, and then take Nashville. Uh, maybe in game if they get down a goal, you get a gigantic price. I don't know. That's that's I can't believe you're evolving hockey today after yesterday. Well, it's the only game that really matters. Colorado matters. So all right. We'll take we'll take a game that matters. Favorite thing about today is what? Um literally that we're alive. It just well, it's it, funny you say that because that's it, gonna tie right into mine. Yeah. Um and it's uh it's just one of those things that you know, I got a message yesterday that I just, I, I wanted to share. I shared with sure. you guys. Um, and this is from a listener. Uh, I got a text just randomly in the afternoon after we did the show, actually while we were doing the show and I didn't see it and I got back to it later, but it said, uh, Dave, first of all, my apologies for failing to make the softball games. USFL was incredibly juicy and think you will understand. The main reason for rewriting was to thank you for alerting me and others to stroke symptoms. Not sure I would have known what was happening as fast as I did without your guidance. So thanks for that. My next question, how long did it take you to recover? I've lost all control of my right arm, but can open and close my hand which is a start. I'm typing with my left hand for now. 
And I responded with, oh, my God, you know, I didn't know. And he said, it's okay, my friend. You got a lot going on. I'm just so impressed with the way you've recovered. It gives me hope. <sighs> Has it been an easy 24 hours over here at this house and with the, you know, the show and what we're doing and we're talking to people and, you know, to coin a, a, a term that you just hit me with right before the show, we got clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right of me, and we're stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> okay. And we'll sing that next week when I'm in a singing mood, but I'm not in a singing mood. Yeah. That's a really good line from a really good song that really applies right now because we're all stuck right here yeah. for two hours every day. Now we're talking. That's, that's now we're BB. fucking talking. Clean BBB time, whatever you want. Yeah. We can swear. We can show up. We can talk about sports. We can talk about betting. But I get a message like that. And then I get told that there's no value or anything to what we do. I hope you watch the show. And if you do, hit the like button and then hit the subscribe button. Mother. Oh, I won't say it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, no. That's the best thing about today. Your um, so this tattoo was done five years ago. What is that? There's a skyline of Boston. That is a tattoo of that. Yep. That's the skyline of Boston. That was designed by a survivor of the Boston Marathon bombing. And she put it out and said, this is the commemorative. This is in memory of everyone who was injured in the Boston Marathon bombing, which was 10 years ago tomorrow, which wow. is just for me, scary to think about that. It was 10 years ago. Three people were killed. 281 injured, 27 hospitals were involved in this, and at least 14 people had amputations done to their legs. Some of them lost both of their legs. They woke up on April 15th, 2013, and went to go accomplish something of a amazing thing the human body can do. Run for 26.2 miles. I was on the air in New Hampshire working for the station that I was running. And it's the first time I had covered 9-11 on the air live. I had covered the West Road mass shooting at a mall in Omaha while it was happening live. But Twitter is how I found out about the Boston Marathon bombing. Doing afternoon drive, talking about the Red Sox, talking about everything, blah, 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 blah. Get a note, get a call into the station talking about an explosion that happened at the, at the finish line of the Boston Marathon. And I stayed on the air for seven hours. We did hours upon hours of coverage, and we did not go back to live sports radio programming for four days. While the manhunt was on, while the, while the entire country was watching, but how so many of us knew people who were either at the Boston Marathon running in the Boston Marathon or had family members who were either there or running. And of all the things to target in New England, that was the one thing that people never thought would ever happen. 
a little boy got a backpack with a bomb put behind him while he watched people run a road race and he got killed. And 10 years ago, I can't believe it was 10 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. I know what I was wearing. I know every time, every second I got the, the show I was doing was awarded a community service award from the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters because we stopped everything and we became a news show. We were a sports talk show. We became a news show. We were taking phone calls and people all in and around talking to local authorities. What could have happened? How do you find these people? They used all sorts of technology, people's phones, people's video from their storefronts, trying to find the two brothers who did this. And then the movie that came out afterwards and watching it. And, you know, I guess a part of me still has PTSD, but I just, Thank every day that you wake up and you don't know what is going to happen. You have no clue what the day is going to bring. And when you get up and you have a good day or a bad day, be thankful you had a day. Because some people went to the Boston Marathon 10 years ago tomorrow and didn't come home or had their life severely altered, taking eyes, taking sight, taking arms, taking legs while watching a sporting event outside and not even one that you would normally watch, right? It's a, it's a road race. It's just people running. They're raising money. Like, and the time the bombs went off, it wasn't the, the front runners. It wasn't the athletes. They had already finished hours before the people that got hit at the bomb at the bomb site were either spectators or people who were finishing the marathon after raising money, five hours, five and a half hours. Those are people who have done this for charity. They were running for a cause. That's who got affected. People who spent six months trying to raise money for cancer research or six months for ALS research. And those cowards took it out on those people. I'll never get over that fact. Like that just to this day, 10 years later, still pisses me off. And I look at that tattoo all the time. And I got that tattoo as a reminder when I get up and I go, you know what? You're lucky to be where you are because you don't fucking know each day from day to day. So my favorite thing about today is that my family, you, our friends, people I know, my daughter are okay. And hopefully, and people, and people we don't even know who would take the yeah. time and listen and share, yeah. they're okay. And there's a lot of people out there that aren't. And yeah, take a second cool. tomorrow and just remember where you were on April 15, 2013, and the path <laughs> that got you to where you are right now. Because it feels like it was two seconds ago for me. Do you remember what day of the week it was? Uh, I believe it was a Monday because it was a marathon Monday. It was yes. 100% a Monday because I was off from the book. Yeah. And had dropped the kids off at school and was like, what just happened? And. Oh, it would have been the morning for you. That's right. It would have been morning. Okay. Oh, yeah. it was early morning here. So yeah. it would have been because it happened, um, I think, at like one o'clock or so. Like one or two o'clock. Because oh. we were on after the Red Sox day game. Oh, wow. The Sox play a day baseball game on Marathon Monday. Morning here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 11 a.m. start time. Yeah. And then so the game was over like 1 30. It was like 1 30. So it would have been somewhere, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock here when it happened. <laughs> and so 10 years ago for my home city was, you know, we have the clip. If you listen to the podcast of it, you hear David Ortiz saying, This is my fucking city. That was from the speech from the first Red Sox game that David Ortiz grabbed the microphone, put up his fist and really rallied the entire in that David Ortiz was always one of ours. He was always a Bostonian, but in that moment he became Boston like that. That's iconic. That's a moment that everyone will always remember because he swore on national TV. 
was tremendous. <laughs> everybody, everyone, no beeping. Everybody could relate to it. There are uh -huh. times you can swear. Yes. It's actually necessary. Yes. For anyone 100%. that have any questions about yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Cursing. I tell my students, my, my students curse in their homework assignments. There's times for it. You can use it. If it's done effectively, there's times for it. Because that's how people talk. That's real. It's real conversations. No doubt. You want to be real? Let people talk for real. How they really would talk. How they really would speak. And David Ortiz grabbed the microphone that day. Said, "This is our fucking city," and everybody went, "Amen to that." Yep. Stay strong. Fist in the air, and I don't want to say everyone healed in that moment because they didn't. We're still healing in a lot of ways. People who lost their legs didn't get their legs back. People who lost their loved ones didn't come back. But at least in that moment, for people who went through it, who survived it, who were scared, who were worried. That was a moment where the city went, okay, we can get through this. We'll find our way through. We can, we, we can find some, some way through the darkness. And that's what moments, what athletes, what, what, do, what do people say? What does sports mean? That's what sports can mean. That's what, sport, that's what a sport moment can do. That's what it meant that day. Yeah. And for a long time. I mean, we still got, we got it in our, our open. There's a lot yeah. of people that, you know. In 2013, the Red Sox won the World Series. So Don't even go there. I'm just saying it, it, it's what happens. It, it can, can bring people together. It can bring teams together. It can listen to me. They ain't winning the world series this year. Nope. I'm not, I'm not going to no. be able to handle it. If, not, they're, if, they're not making the playoffs this year. So don't worry about that. They have the biggest deficit in baseball. Yes. They're behind awful. the first place team right now. The biggest deficit Fine. in baseball. It's the race, but it's fine. Not I'm the world perfectly series. comfortable watching my team in the summertime for fun and just enjoying it or betting against them and making money that way. Right. Perfectly comfortable doing that. Perfect. Me too. Because I'll be watching hockey and watching the NBA championships both. So. We'll be, we'll be watching with that. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for watching. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We're back on Monday for another episode of BBB.